Hello, I'm your host, Mr. Chuck. I'm a retired accountant turned truck driver. I have reduced my debt to zero in a short matter of time. Debt reduction to achieve financial freedom takes commitment, confidence, determination. Paying off credit card debt, is it a sprint or is it a marathon? I'll be back in one moment. Together, we're going to explore our finances and figure out how to improve them. Reduce Debt, Increase Wealth is a podcast to inform those to improve personal finances, whether it's eliminating debt or making smart investments. How to pay off credit card debt. Will it be a sprint or a marathon? Well, if you're like most people, you have multiple credit cards with very high balances. And let's just say you owe at least $10,000 in credit card debt. It definitely will be a marathon. The last couple episodes, I talked about the FIRE movement. What is the FIRE movement? FIRE stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. Everybody should be working towards their own financial independence. You do not really have to retire early. You can continue working if you wish. But before you can even consider anything, the first step is getting rid of those pesky credit card debt that you owe and there's multiple ways of doing it so in this episode i'm going to share with you what i did to pay off all my debt not only credit card debt automobile loans line of credit on my home and even my first mortgage and it only took me three years, eight months. So let's get started with how to get that done. Okay, the first thing I did when I was trying to uh, reduce my credit card debt or all my debt, the first, very first thing I did was to identify who and what I owed. The credit cards. I had three credit cards for a total balance of $7,761. I'm rounding these numbers to nearest dollar. That was made up of three different credit cards with a balance of $2,900, and $1,900. Don't sound like much, but $7,700 when you're making a minimum payment or even trying to pay them down eats up a lot of your cash flow, your money. Then I had an auto loan of $11,000, which I just took out when I started my program. I had a line of credit of $29,000. That's money I used to remodel the home and fix the home up. And my first mortgage of $38,000. Well, that don't sound like much for a first mortgage, but I've been in this house for, at that point, around 25 years, 23 years, somewhere in that time range. And I just refinanced it with my bank 
down to a 10-year loan. I think it was 4%, 3% range rate of interest. And I did that to get my payment down. So my monthly payment was $500. So even if I had a bad week at work, I may have made enough money to pay my monthly mortgage. That was my thought. You know, getting everything under control, I identified my credit card debt, my auto loan, my line of credit, my mortgage. And that added up to a total of $86,000, roughly. Towards the end of paying off my debt, I had a $1,700 medical bill that was thrown in there at the last moment about six months before I had it all paid off. Kind of extended it for a few weeks so I could get that paid off. But I was in fairly good shape when that happened. I wasn't struggling. At the very beginning, it was a very slow process. So what did I do? I identified what I owed. I identified, and this is what you need to do, is list down all your credit cards, the dollar amount you owe, the rate of interest that you are paying, and the due date. And you need to do that for your credit cards, your auto loans. When is it due? The total amount owed, the rate of interest, and the due date. What day of the month do you pay it? And you're thinking, why do you need to know that? Why do you need to know the due date? It's very important. Because once I identified it, I started making the minimum payment on all my debt. Very minimum. What was required? Well, the loan, the auto loans, line of credit, uh, that was a minimum payment. And the mortgage, the auto loan and the mortgage was a set monthly amount, so I couldn't reduce that any farther. But I just wanted to pay the minimum amount due on the date it was due. Maybe a day before, because I want to make timely payments. And you're thinking, why are you only paying the minimum amount on the credit cards? Everybody knows that the only way to get out of credit card debt is paying more than the minimum. But what my goal here was to quit creating new debt. Quit using those credit cards. Quit increasing the balance. And once I got that down and under control, and the only way you can do that is to set up a budget. So you identified the debt that you owe. Then the next step is to identify everything that you pay other than this debt every month. And examples would be, you know, heat, water, sewer, electric. So your utilities, groceries gas for the car, maintenance for the car, cable bill, everything that you pay every month. You need to write it down, the how much you pay every month, and the date you 
pay it so that every month you know what is due, how much is due, and when it's due. I plotted that on a calendar. I didn't look back. What happened in the past happened in the past. I can't change that. What's going on in the future, I can control. And you can do the same thing. I didn't even cut out anything. I just plotted everything that I pay every month, month in and month out. I even went as far back as a year looking to try to figure this out. And I came across some subscriptions I pay once a year. I put all that information in there. You know, maybe I only pay it once a year on January 5th of every year. But I put that information in there. I compile that into a spreadsheet and I called that my budget. So it's on a spreadsheet with the dates it's due and the dollar amount it's due. So I'm looking forward. That's the important concept here. You need to be looking forward and then put in your paycheck on the date you receive your pay. If you're on salary or if your paycheck is close to the same every week, just put in what you get every week or every two weeks or whatever your pay period is. If it changes a lot like mine did, I went back four, five pays, which have been, for me, it's weekly, so it had been four or five weeks. I added them all up, I divided it by five, and I came up with an average, and that was my starting point. What was my average take-home pay every week? And I plugged that in there. So now I know, and then I started out at the beginning, what's the balance in my checking account? Put in the balance of my checking account. When's my next payday? Tomorrow, put in my net take-home pay, my average, plug that in. I look forward, what's going to be due until from today pay to the next pay? What do I have to pay? And I put all that in there. I knew exactly how much money I needed to pay all the bills. And when I say all the bills, I mean groceries, gas for the car, insurance, your utilities, whatever's whatever he's going to pay. I then decided that my checking account can never go below $300. So I projected, okay, I get paid today, X amount. I have all these bills I got to pay, subtract, subtract, subtract. I have this much left in my checking account. I need a $300 balance in there at all times. Anything over $300 from the current pay to the day before the next pay, anything over $300 that was still in the checking account, I transferred to my savings. So let's say my pay was $900, make it easy, $1,000 a week. And from one pay to the next pay, I have $1,000 to pay my bills. Let's say that all my utilities are due. My natural gas is $100. My electric is $100. These are just made up numbers here. I'm going to spend $300 at the grocery store. I'm going to put $100 of gas in the cars. You know, subtract, subtract, subtract. And I have, I want to keep a $300 balance in my checking account. I don't remember what those numbers are, but let's just say that I have $500 
total balance in my checking the day before my next paycheck comes in. So back at the pay where I received it, I'm going to transfer $200 to the savings account because I got $500 in there. I'm projecting forward that I have $500 left over after I pay for everything. So I'm going to take that extra money and I'm going to put it into my savings account. Why am I putting it in a savings account? Because I want to stop creating new debt, so I need to have an emergency fund. That's how you build up your emergency fund. And just a note, you can make as many deposits in your savings account every month as you wish. You can only make six withdrawals a month or you're going to be subject to fines from the bank. It's not the bank's rules. It's the federal insurance depository rules. You only allowed six withdrawals a month from a savings account. You don't want to pay any of those penalties or fees, so don't do it. I did that week in and week out, and I paid the minimum balance on my credit cards every month on the due date. Once I had that down for a week or two, and I was putting my discretionary income money, money I hadn't spent, into the savings account, I set a goal of an emergency fund of $1,000. I want at least $1,000 in my savings account at all times in case something would happen and I need the money to pay for, say, a flat tire on the car or get a new set of tires for the car or a medical expense that popped up that might be three or $400. I want to be able to pay for that without using credit. Okay, so we achieved that. It may I don't remember how long that took. It might have been six months, but it was a slow process. Once I built up my savings account to $3,000, I took the extra amount, the $2,000 I had in there over the $1,000 I wanted to keep for an emergency fund, and I applied that $2,000 to a credit card. And in this case, I picked the lowest balance credit card, which was under $2,000, so I paid it off. So now I only have two credit cards with outstanding balance. Not only did I pay off the one, but then I took the extra and, and applied it towards a second one. So now I'm working down the credit cards. Then you go back to making a minimum payment. Now, every month, you're going to make the minimum payment. And then when you have the excess, I call it excess, when you have the additional money funds in your savings account where you can use it to pay down a debt, that's in addition to that minimum payment. So you're making progress. I'm going to say it took me close to a year to get that $7,800 credit card debt paid down. It was slow going. I wasn't making a whole lot when I first started. But fortunately, I changed 
jobs about four months into this program that I set up for myself and was working on. And when I changed jobs, my income almost doubled. And that had gone a long way to speeding up this process. Now, you may be thinking, well, he only had 87000 86000 total. That's not a whole lot of debt, considering that was credit card, auto loans, and mortgages. During that three-year, eight-month period, I acquired new auto loans that's also included in what I had to pay off in that same time period. And the new auto loans amounted to $44,806. So the total debt I paid off was $132,532 that I paid off in three years and eight months. So it's obvious that I paid off those auto loans much faster than the five-year period that that was financed for. I bought a new car for myself and paid it off. Well, it wasn't new. I buy used cars. I bought it. I financed it. Paid it off in four or five months. The wife had a few mishaps. The insurance kicked in and paid off the old loan. I bought a new car. Got it paid off. I saved in interest $31,267 in interest which was more than the amount of my line of credit. So the less interest you pay, the faster that principal is going down. So I used the, at the beginning, the snowball method as far as applying what credit card I'm paying off. Snowball uh, method was pay off the lowest balance first. And then I switched to the avalanche method after I got one credit card was a zero balance. And the avalanche method is pay off the highest rate of interest first. And when you pay off the highest rate of interest first, you're going to be paying a whole lot less interest, which allows you to pay off the principal faster. And that's what I did. And I just date with it. So I already told you about three, four months into this, I changed jobs and I almost doubled my income. And that had a great effect on increasing this rate of paying off the debt. The other thing I did is once I identified all those payments that were making, I started thinking to myself, why are you paying for this? How can you get that same service cheaper? So I went through and started canceling things I was no longer using. Gym membership, which I really didn't have a gym membership. That's an example. Subscriptions, computer subscriptions, basically uh, the anti-spam or the anti-protective computer. I had multiple subscriptions doing the same thing. I only had one computer at home. So I canceled one of them. That was like 80 bucks a year. That's not much, but it all adds up. I then got rid of cable TV and I started streaming. When I started streaming, I limited it to one service. When you stream, it's a whole lot cheaper. 
But the risk is you may stream multiple services and it can add up and then you're paying as much as cable TV. So I got rid of key, cable TV, which reduced my spending by about $125, $135 a month. I switched to streaming and I limited it to two services. So it was about $30 a month, a whole lot cheaper. And then I was switching. I would use one service for six months. And when I got tired of that, I would cancel it. I would start a new another service for six months. And then when I got tired of that or saw there, I would switch back and forth. And you could stop paying for one or the other and use the other one. And if you do it within a six-month time period, all your settings are still there. So you don't have to reset up anything. All your favorite channels will be there. Everything that you um, want to record or watch later will be all set up and it will be there. So you're, you're, you're made. You got it made. So I was switching back and forth based on when the programs I watched was no longer being new episodes released. I don't, I don't, I don't watch any old episodes or I don't watch anything twice. Just to say that. So I just switching back and forth, which just saved me well, 17 bucks a month. Not a lot, but it adds up. Everything adds up. It's the little things you do. Then I start calling other service providers to see if I can get the price reduced. Now, my thought was if I'm paying for internet, that I have to use it full, to its fullest extent. That's why I went to streaming. How can I get my internet payment down? How can I keep from paying too much on that? I called them up. Told them that they were charging too much and I was going to switch unless they gave me a better price. And most likely about once a year, or a little bit, every 14 months or so, I would call them and I would get a little bit better price and I'd keep the price from going up because it just kept going up. Finally, I just recently canceled my service and went to a completely new service because one, it's cheaper and two, it's a whole lot faster, a whole lot more efficient. So look for those things and just quit doing things that cost you money. I even went as far as buying my own espresso machine and they're not cheap. So I would cut out buying my lattes at coffee shops. I figure over time that espresso machine would pay for itself and it pretty much has. I do it at home myself. Took a while to master, but I got it under control. So that is what I've done, and I continue to do it. And why did I want to get out of debt? I was looking at how much money I was going to be making once I retired. And my expenses for the month was more when I had all that debt than what I was making. Because my income is going to drop about half maybe a little more than half. I didn't want to retire and still be having all this debt and use up my retirement savings to pay off debt. I figure I'd be much better off in the long term by being debt-free before I retired, and that's why I did it, and that was my personal story. 
I'll be back in one moment with my final thoughts. If you listen to this podcast using an Apple Podcast app, please rate and review this podcast. For all your non-Apple users, you can download iTunes on a Windows machine and go to the upper left-hand corner, select Podcast, do a search, Reduce Debt, Increase Wealth. You can subscribe to the podcast and you can also rate and review the podcast. I appreciate any feedback that I get. If you're trying to reduce your credit card debt, the first thing you need to consider is why are you trying to reduce your credit card debt? You need to know your why. My why was I wanted to be debt-free before I started my retirement. If you think I hadn't covered how to reduce credit card debt, you need to go back and listen to Breaking Bad Spending Habits, then listen to Financial Plan Made Simple, and then listen to Debt Reduction Plan. These are all episodes I've done in the past and that will help you learn how to get started on your debt reduction plan and getting rid of those pesky credit cards. If you think this episode didn't cover how to pay off credit card debt, you need to go back and listen. I covered it in detail. One, quit creating new debt. List all the debt you currently have. Make the minimum payments on all your debt. And then start a emergency fund, build it up, and then keep building it up until you have excess in your savings account slash emergency fund then apply the extra to your credit card debt the way you choose to do it. Whether you want to use the snowball method or use the avalanche method. You can do research online if you don't know what those two methods are. I did cover it briefly in this episode so you can get started right away. Good luck on getting rid of your pesky credit card debt. I also included in my show notes two articles that will help explain some of what I talked about. So check my show notes and go ahead and read those two particular articles.